Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Root of All Podcasts, your source for reviews of other different podcasts. I am one half of your hosts, Miles Newverth. And I am the other half. I'm Devin Newverth. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, I mean, how, what, how have you been? What have you been up to, brother? Good. I'm getting ready to go to the beach. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. It's yeah. frigid up here. In the Great White North, so I can't imagine beaching, but... It's supposed to be, like, in the 60s tomorrow. Nice. Balmy. Yeah. Honestly. Should be a fun time. Bringing the whole fam bam. Uh, Me, Hannah, and Owen are going. uh, It's Hannah's birthday tomorrow. Oh, well, happy birthday, Hannah, if you're listening to this. Does Hannah listen to this? Uh, Sometimes, but uh, also... It, it will be a belated happy birthday. Yeah, um, happy belated if you listen, and um, not if you don't, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you only get birthday wishes if you listen to my podcast, okay? <laughs> good, 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 good. Uh, so what's our topic this week, brother? Um, well, if uh, all my ducks <clears throat> are in a row, our episode will be coming out on... Uh, next Wednesday, which okay. is, uh, the day before, the newest and final in this grouping Star Wars movie comes out. Okay, so we're doing, um, midnight releases as our topic? Uh, not quite, brother. We're doing gre- greatest fight scenes in cinema. I mean... I don't know what your podcast is about, but Am I... Am closer or further? Closer yeah. or further? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're doing Star Wars. We're doing Star Wars. I was, I was, having, a, I was having a fun with, with you guys. You audience. were having a goof. You'll find this out in the second half of the podcast, but since we are no longer talking about virtual reality, I've gone back to my habit of picking a podcast that just barely fits the topic. Good. Um, that's the way I like. Honestly, if we both pick two a podcast that cover the exact same thing from a slightly different angle, I feel like us talking about that is kind of boring. And you know, I do the editing, so that's most important. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, what what did you end up hitting? What uh, what podcast? What what top? What... Oh um, so I've got um, it's just called Star Wars Rewatch. It is from the uh. Hit Point Pals podcast. Um, their their cast has been rewatching the Star Wars trilogy films. Okay. So just um, original trilogy prequels, and then uh, they've watched the the two most recent. They just uploaded an episode uh, two days ago that was that puts them up to date as far as the the trilogy films go. Okay. Um, they have not done any episodes about I don't, and i don't know if they discuss their choice to you know avoid the star wars stories yeah the star wars stories or the cartoons or any of that stuff um if they just decided that it wasn't as important or if they just i have a question for didn't you didn't have time or the, yeah we even we even talked about this outside of the podcast um you've been watching the mandalorian oh yeah yeah what are you thinking what do you think uh i mean i like it a lot good I'm um man the the one thing I will say that I think is is really funny to me is that they really should have given Baby Yoda a name in the first episode. 
Because now it doesn't matter what Baby Yoda's name is. His name it's is true. Baby Yoda. It's true. That is a fact. Um, they could they could name him Harold Ray's dad, and it wouldn't matter at all. Like <laughs> you could be the biological father of Ray, and no one would care. <laughs> no, no, it would not matter. He's Baby Yoda. <laughs> That's his name. Yeah. I would love, um, and this would be awful. So that's I would uh, that's what so I've got much. going on. But I would love if they, if they, it would be awful, but if they were like, no, it turns out Yoda species are like phoenixes. They literally <laughs> die and a baby comes out of the corpse. Like, like it would be the worst. It's just Yoda. But again. if they, if it was, like, what if it was? I think it would be the worst choice, but I, I also n- love it. I bet you could find someone that would argue that there have been worse choices made in the Star Wars universe alone. Uh, fine. I right. definitely would not be the best choice, but I guarantee that you could find one person that would have that argument with you, that there are worse choices. I do love, like, so The Mandalorian's drawing a lot of its inspiration, not from my very favorite genre of films, but it's drawing its inspiration from the exact same place that my very favorite genre of films draws its inspiration from. Yeah. Yeah, because you get a, just a lot of, like, Kurosawa film vibes off of it, which is the exact, like, same type of film that, like, all my favorite westerns were based off of. Both classic westerns and The Mandalorian are based on these Kurosawa films. Sure. Like, The Magnificent Seven is, is Seven Samurai. Like, there's, a, there's an old film called um, Lone Wolf and Cub, that people have have been referencing as like so much of what the Mandalorian is, because it is this just like old grizzled samurai, and then this very small child that he ends up like taking in. So, huh? Yeah, but I bet Baby Yoda is cuter. Probably. <laughs> um, we're all decorated for Christmas outside, and uh, we have a a great big inflo- inflatable Yoda. Nice in the front just yard. Regular type though. Reg- not not baby regular okay, adult Yoda, but he does yeah. have a big. We put a big light up bow on him. Good. So you should get a Christmas baby Yoda, Yoda and put it in his pouch. Christmas Yoda is almost as cute as baby Yoda, but not quite. Right. Now, if we had a Christmas baby Yoda, that'd be that might be too cute. That might. <laughs> That's like, fair. It might break it. That might break the time space continuum. All right. Now that I've successfully tangented us <laughs> on Mandalorian, um, tell me more about your podcast. <laughs> You did it! Alright, um, so, this particular episode on, uh, they just called episode four. The, uh, reason that I picked this particular episode, uh, which is, like, right in the middle of their run, is because it is the first episode that they watched that is, uh, pertinent to what I actually wanted to talk about, which is... Harmy's the Specialized Edition of the original trilogy series. Um, which I will explain what that is in a moment, if you are not aware. I'm not. Well, it's very cool. Uh, but let me let me go over what they do with the podcast a little bit first, and then we'll get into that. Uh, Star Wars Rewatch uh, is where the Hit Point Pals crew are meeting once a month to revisit the Star Wars films and recontextualize them against the current pop culture climate. That's their little Blurred. spiel for the whole thing. Um, it's co-hosted by uh, William, Rebecca, Cam, and Travis, whose last names I am not saying for pronunciation reasons. Right. 
It is, this particular episode, like I said, covers episode four. They watched the uh, Despecialized Edition, which does not have a subtitle. It's just called Star Wars. The episode of the podcast is 144 minutes long. Huh. Which is funny because that is like two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. The movie is, depending on which version you're watching, between 121 minutes and 125 minutes long. Woof. So, uh, so it is longer than the film. They did um, some talking. But you couldn't, you couldn't line this up Dark Side of the Moon style. No. Uh, so, uh, the actual part where they talk about the, like, the plot and one out of the movie is actually, is shorter than the movie, but they spend about 36 minutes talking about the Despecialized Edition and, and what that is and what it means. Okay. So, and just chatting about their feelings on, on the Despecialized Editions. Do you know why I personally love the special, I Specialized Editions? No. Because my first memory of a movie theater is seeing Star Wars Episode Four in, in theaters. And it wouldn't have been brought back to theaters if they hadn't been doing a special edition. So, like, honestly, <laughs> the 97 special editions, there are very few changes that are made that I am not a big fan of. Sure. And there are some some things that he did that are really cool. The thing with, with the, the specialized editions isn't necessarily saying the special editions are bad and wrong and they shouldn't exist. <clears throat> Right. That's not what they're about. The The thing with the Specialized Editions is that he came out with the, the Special Editions and then basically said, like, these are the edition now. Like, this is the movie. Right. The, the movie that won seven Oscars, that movie doesn't exist anymore. Now this is the movie. Right. And then Congress was starting a an initiative where they were are trying to keep records of important media and movies uh in the first they were doing 25 movies a year in the first year that they were doing this they wanted to put star wars episode four into this collection but george lucas wouldn't or couldn't produce that version of the movie to them he offered them the special editions but that's not the cultural touchstone from the from 1977 that needs to be saved for history's sake right that's a thing that he decided to make later. And and they it basically insists that there is no way to... Like, they just don't have the original edition anymore. They don't have an original version anymore. Um, the closest that people have gotten of, like, a high-definition version of the original as that's official is they took a Laserdisc and copied that onto one of the Blu-rays that they sent out, but it was only... So it's like DVD quality that came on a Blu-ray, and the coloring was way off because it was copied from a Laserdisc. Huh. And so that's the closest to an official high-definition version of the original movie that you can get your hands on. Interesting. And people on the internet didn't like that. And instead of just complaining about it on forums... Are you trying to use the force on your coffee or? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> People on the internet didn't like that. And rather than just sitting around complaining about things that they didn't like, Harmy in particular and a bunch of other people on the internet got together and went about trying to do their best to recreate that version of the movie the best they could. Um, and they started with that laser version, trying to color correct. They have. The a lot of the film versions that do exist are like heavily damaged. 
And so they, like, take bits and pieces from that they can. They do a lot of rotoscoping around some of the changes that were made. They do... They've done all kinds of stuff. There's videos on YouTube that you can look and see some of the things that they've done to kind of fix it. Sure. Fix not fix isn't the right word, but to preserve. Yeah, recreate the original. Yeah, I get it. I, it's 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 a labor of love. It's not like I said. It's not about yeah. being like special editions are bad and they shouldn't exist. It's about. I'm gonna drop a tangent on you. Go ahead. <laughs> Miles's patented tangent bombs. I'm curious if this idea of for whatever reason, George deciding these things being lost, whatever it was, of, like, him being like, oh, I've changed it, and you can't have the old one now. I wonder if that has affected, um, and this permeates uh, several fandoms to an extent, but Star Wars, I think, the most. This idea of, like, obsession with canon. Because it's all fiction, right? It's literally yeah. all entirely fictional stories. So, like, the fact that I read and loved the Thrawn trilogy... Um, but they are not technically canon now, doesn't make them less good of stories. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot of people who were very, very irritated by this. And I feel like as I've become an adult, I've realized that it doesn't matter. But I wonder if it is this part of like, oh, we've changed it and I, I changed it and I took the old thing away so you can't have it anymore is is what has made the fandom like so weary of. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's, I think it's, like, the most extreme version of retconning a thing you can do. It's, like, literally, I mean, people get irritated when, you know, when they're just like, well, we're just going to pretend this happened in the other movie instead. And people get irritated by that. But it's almost worse to literally be like, no, you know what? You're right. Now it did happen that way. Watch. Sure. Watch that it happened that way. See? Now there is no Papa Yoda. All Yodas are CGI. See, it turns out they're puppets when they're babies, and then they become CGI as they age. That's what happens. So they, they, hit, some... they hit a puberty in the in the eight hundreds that turns so there... them to CGI. So there's some things that I want to talk about as far as as some of that stuff in a second here. Um, okay. <laughs> but um, um, but yeah, Harmony's Specialized Edition is uh, from from Wikipedia. Harmony's Specialized Edition is a series of fan restorations of the original Star Wars trilogy uh, to reproduce their appearance as originally uh, shown in cinemas. So that's that's what they're trying to do. Um, I, I went to the informational website that just kind of goes over some of the stuff that they're working on for sure. for that, because it's, uh, like it's a constant thing because there's no official version. They're constantly trying to do better. Harmony was planning on now that Disney Plus is out and there is 4K versions of the original trilogy on Disney Plus, even though there's special edition, you can use that and try to despecialize it at 4K to try to come up with a 4K version of the despecialized editions. Huh? Because that's the whole point is that they they there should be a high definition version, just like how you know a Disney movie comes out and every time a new format comes out, they release Snow White again. It's there should Star Wars should keep up with it as well. Is their feeling, and in, until Disney says. Well, we were able to find a copy of the cinema release. Here it is in 4K. They're going to keep plugging away at it. Man, that would probably be a, a very, like, mixed emotion day. <laughs> so it's a labor mean, of love for several years. And then, like, oh, actually, we, oh, we found it. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, are you, so you don't need, well, I'm, okay, I'll just. In I'm some just ways, it would go, probably I'll be go. frustrating. But 
I feel like it would be, like, in some ways it'd be cool to be able to compare, like, how close they got. Sure. So, and, and he said, honestly, he said that, because it takes up a lot of his time. Sure. Um, and he's not, like, a, that's not what he does for a living. He, he just <laughs> okay. is a, like, literally, he's like a teacher and, like, just wanted high-definition version of the cinema release of the movie and it didn't exist so he went about trying to make one the best he could and uh so he like has he has said that he wishes they would just release an official version that was high definition and good quality because then he he wouldn't have to do it anymore he wouldn't feel like he was the only one doing it sure um because he thinks it's important that it gets done so that's kind of cool um all right so we learned a lot about harvey's special edition uh, despecialized edition. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the podcast of people watching it. Yes. So, like I said, they spent about 36 minutes talking about that. So they talk uh, from, like, 36 minutes to about 44 minutes. They talk about just, like, general themes of the movie. And then at 44 minutes is when they actually start talking about the movie. So they actually only spend, like, an hour and a half going through the plot of the movie. So sure. it cut the actual plot description is about... 30 minutes shorter than the movie. All right, I'm going to regret this. I have another tangent bomb. Um, <laughs> all right, so, no, the, so the thing is, think about the themes of Star Wars. Like, uh, what always stood out to me when people talked about, like, how Star Wars was such a hit um, was the, like, major contrast it was mm-hmm. to the cinema at the time. Like, you had a lot of this, like, like dark, like, anti-hero, I didn't like, hear you just said cinema my... at the time that people were really into. And then Star Wars came out with this, like, just broad archetypal like like small town boy does good mm-hmm. good versus evil thing right and that was like something that i was always told was a reason for like star wars is what people needed because they had so much of this this like darker film at the time whereas like now with our star wars we're almost in the exact opposite boat it's almost like we got into these giant um hollywood epics these giant blockbuster summer epics with the the uptick in in movies like the marvel films Mm -hmm. and then they were like oh i mean if we're making these we might as well make some star wars blockbuster epics as well like there's really no major contrast between the film of the time and star wars it's just it but more yeah i guess um i don't really know i i i for me, the issue with with making more Star Wars isn't necessarily the lack of contrast. It's the issue. It's part of the issue that you have anytime that you're expanding a a fictional universe is that especially something as out there as Star Wars, um, because it's it's so alien. The way that the the whole universe works in Star Wars is so completely different from reality that the more you explain about it, the harder it is to suspend disbelief, sort of, just because you end up getting into more nitty-gritty details, uh, which, like, when you're general, like, when Star Wars came out, uh, going over, like, originally, there's a lot of vague talk about the Empire and Republic and yada yada, but it's all just kind of a general idea, and they they throw terms around that... Um, you kind of get a fill-in for yourself. And the more information you give, the less of that you get to do. All of a sudden, it's like, well, no, this is how the Republic worked, specifically here. 
this is you don't get to imagine it anymore. This is what it looked like. I, I think that is what uh, some of that is what makes making a, a new Star Wars movie harder because you have to make it fit into the universe without being repetitive and without explaining too much away, without explaining too much imagination away. Yeah, I think one of the flaws was um, was the big budget studios playing it safe. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love, don't get me wrong, I, uh, obviously a widely, like, debated topic, but I really enjoyed The Last Jedi. In particular, I really loved, like, seeing Mark Hamill, like, perform again. I thought he did a great job, and I really liked that. Um, at the same time, the coolest thing you could do with Star Wars is tell a story that we have no context for again. Mm-hmm. Like, like the Mandalorian's great because we've explored so little of that space. Like, anything could happen. They throw things around, like... And even with the stuff they're showing us, we still know so little. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, we know so little about how Mandalorian culture actually works, and, we've, and we're, like, immersed in it. Like... <laughs> Um, yeah, so no, like if they in- stuff like that is great. You don't have yeah. to explain it. You just like yeah. You 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 just understand that like it's complicated and they have a code and there's yada yada, but you yeah, don't have to know all the rules. If they're if they're if these three Star Wars movies had taken place whatever sometime distant future or or old Republic or something that we we know less about specifically via the movies, if it wouldn't have been a continuation, mm-hmm. I feel like there could have been a lot more creativity. As opposed to, like, I, I really enjoyed The Force Awakens, but uh, uh, the common criticism is a lot of the story beats are beat for beat A New Hope, which isn't which isn't an invalid argument. Um, and I loved it. I had a lot no. of fun. It was a blast, but it was, it's a, it, was a, it was a big studio playing it safe. It was J.J. Abrams saying, yeah, but what if I got to make Star Wars? Like, not <laughs> I got to make a Star Wars. What if I got to make Star Wars A New Hope? No, here's the deal. If, <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's here's the thing. They were playing it safe a little bit because, um, because people knew that you know Disney had just sunk all this money into into buying Star Wars, and so with um with Force Awakens, Disney had to prove to the public that you could still make Star Wars and have it be Star Wars. Like sure. you didn't. It, it was just saying like. Yeah, remember Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> but I I don't have a problem with that. No, I yeah, care. no. I, like I, like I said it. I loved it. <laughs> I don't um I think when people say that to me, I say I don't care. It's, no, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like, like I I had a great time. I rewatched like I I also loved the last Jedi controversial <laughs> opinion, but like I've seen Force Awakens more. Um so like, I really the, like the last Jedi, but the Force Awakens is a lot of fun. I can throw it on in the background and not pay attention to it. I think and some it of the, just like brightens the room. I think some of the issue that I had with just there were several times that I got the impression throughout the movie that they're like, "Oh, you want something different? Well, here's something different then." Just cuz they literally took the threads from uh from Force Awakens and were like, "Oh, you know these story threads? Well, forget all of them. They're you're right. Never mind. We're going to do something different now." Do you know why Snoke died? Um, because they couldn't figure out what to do with them? No, so, so Ryan had an idea. He was like, I mean, we could do this. And Disney was like, well, I I mean, Snoke's JJ's character. You have to ask him about it. And Ryan was like, I don't really, I don't really talk to JJ. And then Disney was like, I mean, we don't really like Snoke. You could kill him. And Ryan was like, 
okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the story, and I love like that. It wasn't it wasn't like Ryan Johnson doing it out of spite, mm. but it was more like, I mean, Disney offered like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> no, and I get that. My thing is that I did want something different. Like, I loved The Force Awakens because it did make me feel like old time Star Wars. But for at the Last Jedi, I was ready for something entirely different from Star Wars. I didn't have that first criticism, but the answer to it, I enjoyed. Uh, and there are obviously flaws with The Last Jedi, but there are parts of it I love, and some of the parts I love are parts people hate. Uh, anyways, uh, we spent a lot of time on a tangent again, so some of that's probably going to get edited out. So <laughs> you did it. I am a cyborg. Uh, that evolved from an algorithm specifically created to generate tangents. <laughs> Alright, um, so just a little bit of info about uh, Star Wars when it first came out. Um, the, it came out in 77. Oh, edit out the swearing, sorry. <laughs> You're just too excited, brother, too excited. It surpassed Jaws as the highest grossing film at the time. Um, until E.T. came out in 1982, it was the highest grossing film. When adjusted for inflation, Star Wars is the second highest grossing film in North America. Uh, under Avatar? Uh, no, no, no. No, for inflation. Avatar wins not including inflation because inflation makes all movies beat each other all the time. Adjusting for inflation, I'm actually surprised at you, brother. Dad would have known this immediately. Wait, accounting for inflation, I thought... No. Oh. Gone with the Wind. Oh. Inflation. You have to go way back. Oh, so like, like how close is it? Because like, everyone was like, end date game's going to beat Avatar, and it doesn't, including inflation. No. But like, Gone with the Wind beats them both? No, so here's the issue. Um, is that Gone with the Wind came out at a time that you couldn't, like, watch something in theaters and then wait for it to come out on VHS or beta or DVD or Blu-ray. You wanted to watch so it again... You had to you go went. pay for it again. Sick. So people went and this. saw it many, many times. Which is wild because it is it is a lengthy experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's crazy that uh, it, it's kind of like weird actually thinking about that fact of like how no movie will probably ever beat Gone with the Wind when adjusting for inflation because it's so easy to not go to the movies more than once now. Like, it's... Even, sure. like, going once now is kind of a big deal because you can watch things in 4K in your living room on a 58-inch screen. I have VR. I can watch it in a virtual big... on a In a virtual movie theater on a giant screen. Yeah. And at that point, you can be at, like, 3K. Um, yeah. Like, and that's per eye. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's one of those little things that I like. Like I said, at about 44 minutes, they actually start going through the plot. Which we're not going to do, right? No, we're not going to do that. Cool. The The only thing I would say is that they're, they're watching in Star Wars timeline chronological order, but they watched the prequels, and then they're watching the original trilogy, the Despecialized Editions. And then they're comparing the... De- the despecialized editions to the prequels. Interesting. In a way that just is like he 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 had over twenty years between making the first Star Wars movie and Episode One. Yeah. And a lot happens in that time period. He made two other Star Wars movies. Technology changed. 
um, and he made a buttload of money, so he could spend however much money he wanted on the next Star Wars movie. Yeah, and I made this point in our VR episode, if, if listeners listened last time, but, like, like, one of the things George continually, like, was trying to do was push whatever technology was available. So, like, it's not like he was going to be like, well, let's get out the miniatures again. Like, yeah, well, there were next, new toys to play with. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, historically, that's the, the reason that he made the prequel trilogies was that he thought that that computers were there like he thought that he could finally tell the story that he wanted to tell because the technology was there yeah the supposedly he had the original series mapped out in his brain way back in in the 70s that's what they always say (laughs) that's what he says yeah i don't know that they all say that but that's what he claims which maybe he did but I don't know. I'm not in his brain. In some ways, I think there are there would have been very good ways to do what he wanted to do without treading on the without treading on so many toes. Well, I mean, so you have to look at it like fandoms being as outraged as they were. Yeah. Like kind of started with Star Wars, and part of that's because the prequels the prequels were existing at a time when the internet was just starting to be a thing. Yeah. So like I don't think he knew there were so many toes to tread on. I don't think anyone on Earth knew. But I, it didn't seem to stop him once he did know, though. Well, yeah, but Spite's a powerful <laughs> thing. Spite's a powerful drug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, no, it's... And, like, it's not like they didn't course correct, because Jar Jar pretty much evaporated into thin air after episode one. No, he didn't. Like not, Jar Jar not was a crucial part. I So I literally just finished watching episode two today. Jar Jar was crucial in episode two for the Chancellor to have supreme power. Yes, so it's one scene. It's, and it's he doesn't three do anything. scenes. So they, they wrote out Jar Jar being Jar Jar. All of the character traits that made him a character that people hated, they wrote out. They literally kept him in for a single plot point. What do you mean all the character points that made him a character? He was still clumsy like, he still talked goofy. That was his character points. Those are, he had floppy ears and talked goofy and was clumsy. All right, we don't have to get into Jar Jar now because we're gonna later. Um, Those are the plot points. All I'm Those saying the is they, they obviously, the fact that he was, like, had such a small, like, so little screen time. It was little like, screen time, but it was been an answer crucial. to people's hatred. So it's not like they didn't take that sort of thing into account. Uh, so sure. Also, people are like, okay, they don't like episode one. Let's bring in a let's bring in a Boba Fett, and they did that too, and people didn't like that either. So, well, it's and the internet will always find something to hate, and that's true. Yeah. Like there are choices that I would not have made, and there are things that I don't like about certain movies, but that doesn't necessarily take away from my enjoyment of the movie. There are still some, yeah. like I said, uh, so I'm actually watching through chronologically right now the whole series, cool. including everything because right now between disney plus and netflix did you celebrate thanksgiving by watching life day i can watch everything what the life day special you mean the christmas special life day is definitely closer to a thanksgiving celebration than a christmas celebration okay but But it came out for christmas it's called christmas special (laughs) it's life day it's christmas (laughs) um but also i i've i have watched that once but i will never watch it again fair enough Um, (laughs) <laughs> but everything except for that uh, like uh, all the cartoons all the Ooh, even Star caravan of courage huh caravan of courage i'm not sure he walks if it's on netflix or disney plus i'm watching it probably not i hope not probably he walks animated films are bad. i love the prequels the Ewoks animated movies are bad <laughs> 
Sorry. Uh, um, whenever you say that any type of like media, especially movie or film related media, is bad, it trips something weird in my brain because it's not normal. Yes, fair enough. <laughs> you have the capability of like finding a reason to like anything almost. And so when it's you like literally a... just outright are just like, that's bad, or I just don't like that, it's very weird. Um, it's very okay. weird. I'll try not to abuse that power. All right. <laughs> oh, so um, I do personally prefer watching the Despecialized Editions um, just, just because I like seeing, you know, what he could do at the time. What he did with, with, with the technology he had at the time, which is... Fan, which is, you know, crazy because it wasn't, Star Wars wasn't yeah. a cultural phenomenon when he was making it in 1977. In even making uh, five and six, he had to agree to make the Christmas special in order to do that. He didn't even want to make the Christmas special. Yep. Um, and so, like, even at that, even after, even, even after Star Wars was a huge hit that outperformed Jaws in theaters. They, he still had to wheel and deal in order to get his thing made. And that's where I think some of the prequel stuff comes from him just being able to be like, well, I'm going to make whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And some of that, I think, some of the dialogue bits that are in the prequels, that uh, similar dialogue would not have made it into the original trilogy because... At that point, you had actors that literally would just refuse to do it. Right. Um, and there, I mean, there's famous interviews where, and and Mark Hamill literally still remembers a line that was written for him to say that he just could not figure out. Like, it just didn't, it was too long and crazy and ridiculous. And he just couldn't bring himself to say it on screen. Um, and so they figured that one out. Um, and uh, Harrison Ford literally would just refuse to say lines that he thought were ridiculous because he's Harrison yeah. Ford, so he does what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but when the prequels came around, it was such this big thing that he wrote it, and people just said what he wrote because he's the boss, and yeah. he made and it was Star Wars, and he made Star Wars up like he made it up in his head. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is a true thing that like no one can ever undo. Like, yeah. he invented that from nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, not from nothing. From archetypes and, uh, you know. And old old 70s serial things. But, but um, Or old 50s serial things. But he took it and he made his own. And he made it into something that was, you know, culturally, you any, culturally significant. Do you have any last specific points about your podcast about my podcast? Yeah. Um, I just really like how the four of the... You can tell that they, they're friends, they get along... There's a good chemistry there. They do a good job, especially with with four people. It can be, like, even just the two of us, there's going to be bits that I'm going to have to edit out today because we talk over each other sometimes. Yeah. Um, And so... Some of that Skype, but... A little bit. But, you know, with four of them, that could be even easier to have issues with. So uh, they do a good job of that and, and editing any issues that do come up out. So let me give their contact information, and then we can uh, see what you found to listen to. I've got a website for them. They're at hitpointpals.com. All one word, because, you know, it's a website, and that's how websites work. Yeah. Um, And then they're on Twitter at hitpointpals. Great. So that's that. Seems like some sort of D&D 
or role-playing game podcast? Uh, it's video games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so on a, on a uh, little niche network called the Maximum Fun Network, <laughs> home to such gems as, I think, uh, the worst idea of all time, my brother, my brother and me, the flop house, you will find a, f- I want to say it's a fairly new show, but I think it's been around for like two years now. You were, you aren't a big YouTube guy, are you brother? Uh, sometimes it depends. So like back, if you like, if you wanted to make movies and watched YouTube, like on early YouTube, uh, you may be familiar with a a channel called Rocket Jump. Nope. Um. So Rocket Jump was Freddie Wong and Brandon Latch, and they did just like these uh, incredible like special effects and action scenes on YouTube, and they would just like show like, hey, we're learning how to do this, yeah. And they those two, the like heads of Rocket Jump at the time, split off and started doing their own things. Um, Rocket Jump itself. Went on to make Video Game High School, which was on Netflix. Okay. Went on to have a Hulu show where it was basically them, like, making crazy scenes and showing how they did it. Um, and recently, they partnered with Crunchyroll to make one of my favorite web series of all time, Anime Crimes Division. If you have not seen this show, go watch it. It's the funniest thing on the internet. <laughs> Brandon Latch went off uh, to start his own VR gaming company. Um, he just made and released one of the most anticipated VR games of all time. Boneworks. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, but Rocket Jump has a podcast with Maximum Fun. Uh, Freddie Wong and two of the other writers uh, with Rocket Jump have a show called Story Break. Okay. Every week on Story Break, they take an idea that is like a story that is too hard to pull off right. That is a thing that's daunting or like a weird concept or what have you. And they're like, we're going to figure it out. We're going to sit down and in 45, 50 minutes, an hour, we're going to... We're going to break the story on this thing. We're going to figure out how it would make a good movie. Um, Early on, they did like Legend of Zelda as a movie. How do we do this? Uh, Just because it's something everyone thinks about, but everyone's ideas are usually terrible. (laughs) I want to say the second episode they ever did was taking on what some consider, what some could consider um, their largest challenge, the Jar Jar Binks movie. If Jar Jar Binks got a spinoff film, a Jar Jar, a binks a star wars story if you will what would it look like oh god and my first thing is everyone out there however you feel about jar jar if you love him if you hate him listen to this episode they crush it they do so (laughs) good like by the end of it they were like this is like one of them says like if i had a genie grant me a wish and i wished to write a star wars movie this would be the like twist of fate that gets me like it would be that it's a jar jar Binks. that's how they start <laughs> with this thing by the end of it they're like yeah. i would watch this movie like we did it like this is incredible <laughs> and they're right that's it's funny. great because they they do spend a lot of time talking about like one these these connections that you don't really think about as so uh timeline wise where do they set the movie so they kind of fill in some gaps in jar jar's uh, so one big issue um they did some research but not enough. The reason Jar Jar can call the emergency power thing isn't because he's a senator. It's because mm-hmm. he's acting as a senator while Padme's in... While Padme's in hiding. Yes. Yeah. Okay. If we understand that. They don't. They think he becomes a senator somehow. They just have forgotten. So they, they kind of start it by oh. filling in gaps from episode two. And they have it go um, until like, like preceding Rogue One by a short amount. 
And it's this wild thing where you have... They, they talk about films that it could be, like, reminiscent of or, like, tropes that it could be reminiscent of. Like, The Fool Triumphant or, like, um, like almost like a Mr. Deeds goes to Washington sort of thing um, <clears throat> at the start. And then they have it turning into, like, like a Val- Valkyrie sort of thing. So, the one thing I will say is that having just watched episode two, like, I know that that's what ha- what what we just discussed yeah. is what happened, where he is, like, filling in yeah. for for Padme. But it's not explained very well yeah. in the movie, so it could very easily be retconned without any changing of anything to say that, like, because there are two races on Naboo, they have that's two true. senators. Yeah. That could really easily be where he's just like, he's the other senator 100%. from Naboo. And that, could, and that would work really well with their idea. So, uh, but yeah, so you, that could be really easily retconned in the movie to just say Naboo gets, has two senators because there's yeah. two races or of people even, there. Um, if you wanted, it, they, like, they, you could change this movie very slightly. So like the, the first bit, I'm not going to go over all the story beats because they crush it. But like, yeah. um, you have like him being kind of an outcast because his only real friend is Amidala. And you have Palpatine starting to, like, like settle in to manipulate him. And they have this idea of him being, like, wanting to get something done for um, veterans of the Battle of Naboo. Like, the Gungan veterans of the Battle of Naboo. And, like, Palpatine helps hmm. him get that done, which is, like, how he gets his trust um, to get him to call for those immediate powers. Or even having it be something like, hmm. turns out behind the scenes, Palpatine was like, I can get this aid for your people but nothing's getting through to vote right now. If you, if I had these emergency powers, I could get it done. So that could be the manipulation that gets Jar Jar to give him that. So that's very cool. Um, I always just kind of thought that Palpatine was like using force I think pa- they like say, using I Jedi they powers. they said something in episode one where like Qui-Gon could not use the force on Jar Jar. Uh, Jar- he didn't really try. He just like asked him to leave. Okay, never, you like, watched it more recently. He, he, I thought that was a thing. Oh yeah, and he, he never used it on he, the no, because he did use that. it on the boss. He yeah, he used it on the Gungan. So Gungans are definitely not unless Jarder's mind is too simple to be. It's possible <laughs> to be. And so I feel like that's the, the, the big thing. <laughs> is it starts off like Jar Jar starts off as this like fool who's bumbling through and getting manipulated. Um, but some of the things yeah. they end up like pulling on is this idea of like uh, so they they come on this idea of like. Order 66 happens, and most of the people Jar Jar knew mm-hmm. are dead. Um, and the Emperor, who has used mm-hmm. Jar Jar in the past, goes to Jar Jar and is like, join me. And you have someone not directly related to the Rebels, but like one of their Spec Ops guys, like a side guy or something, like who works for Bail Organa, is like, hey, take the job. And like, you see him and he's like, I mean, he's going to get made in a day, but if he can get us any information, it's something. So Jar Jar takes the job. Um, but they pull on this idea of, like, the only real friend that Jar Jar has that's still alive is Anakin. So you have this almost, like, Jar Jar and Darth Vader as his, like, foil. Oh, so, like, Jar Jar's, like, trying to get information and undermine the Emperor while Darth Vader's there. And incredibly suspicious of him. Um, not only because Jar Jar's a bumbling fool, but also because he's, the like, this last reminder of his humanity. So, like, they, they, they like, decide to use that really well and they use... <laughs> Just like this, this, this perception of Jar Jar that everyone has, and like, what if we just use this to our advantage? 
and they craft an incredible story. Like, I recommend you listen to it. I recommend all of our listeners listen to it. Um, so it, uh, so so timeline was like a, like I was asking before. It's you said it kind of starts. It kind of t- it does some before the prequel. Before well, the not prequels. before mid prequel, and then well, no, no, no. So I'm not talking about the timeline that they okay. show you in the film, though. Didn't you say that they backed they backed up and did some? No, because the the oh no, it so it just takes place from yeah, like. like in like during episode yeah, two and, and then three after like act two and then after three. i think act okay. the second act of this five act structure ends with like order 66 and jar jar joining the emperor um then they have this thing where like well like <laughs> i just can't imagine like well him well just him like trying to solemnly do anything like because, like I said, oh, it just was no. two, and, like, when he... That was the biggest downfall of, like, making him in that small but crucial role in episode two, was that his voice is not made to, suggest like, giving deliver emergency powers to the big speeches. <laughs> like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. So they, they talk about all these story beats, and because... every now and then Freddy will chime in with just, like, how Jar Jar would actually deliver one of these moments, and they all cackle, and it's so... It's a delightful little podcast. I really do want to just go through their story beat by beat because it is so good, but that's not what we do here. Yeah, that'd be yeah. their podcast, and we're yeah. doing our podcast. Um, so I have yes. a question for you: Has Ame started watching Star Wars yet? No, no, yeah. No? Okay. So I don't know what that means from you watching this new Star Wars, but. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah, might be the the first one since my childhood. I miss in theaters. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I mean, she 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 definitely needs to see him. Uh, I know she was struggling to figure out what order she, did she has she decided kind on of, order. I feel like she asks this question more like a thought exercise, knowing that someday she <laughs> might watch them. But like her asking the question by no yeah. means means she is currently planning to view them. <laughs> is more the the thing. <laughs> Well, I might get for that comment, but also I might not because I don't know that she listens to this podcast. <laughs> well, that's that's a good uh, that's a good yeah. litmus test. Yeah, yeah. If I get, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm. I mean, I'm excited to see it. I'm hoping I'll be able to. If nothing else, I'm gonna try and see. I'll try and see it with like my friend Tyler. I go and see all the John Wick films with him. That'll be great because we can double feature John Wick and Matrix Four. <laughs> That's gonna be a day, let me tell you. But uh, I'm I'm just I don't know. She she needs to watch yes. them at some point. Yes, I agree. If uh, that just boggles my mind, that she... <laughs> how how do you not have seen stuff like at this point you have to like obstinately refuse to have seen it. I mean, now that I'm an adult, I could probably go the rest of my life without watching any movie ever. Like, it's more difficult to watch a movie. <laughs> but, like, mm, growing I up, I don't know. We should probably toss this over to the algorithm. Should we? Yeah. I suppose we should. Let's do All that, right, then. Um, so, put this data here. Getting the printout. All right. All right, so it looks like, like, uh, Story Break, in general, is great for anyone interested in the creative process, any writers out there looking to decompress, listen to some funny ideas, or get another perspective. Um, any people who are interested in the, the creation of stories in general. Um, and this episode in particular 
is recommended for fans of Jar Jar Binks, enemies of Jar Jar Binks, frenemies of Jar Jar Binks, and, oh, Jar Jar Binks himself. So, that's quite a list. That's something. Uh, it's not often the algorithm makes recommendations for fictional characters, but... Maybe Ahmed Best. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Let's see what I've got here. It says that Star Wars Rewatch from Hit Point Pals. I threw it on the ground. Is Star Wars Rewatch uh, from the Hit Point Pals is recommended for anyone that is curious about the Despecialized Editions, anyone who is curious about some of the differences between the uh, original theatrical release and the Special Editions, Anyone who just loves hearing people talk about Star Wars and uh, also Jar Jar Binks. Weird. That's weird. Great. I love that. <laughs> awesome. So very special thank you to Ame, uh, if you are listening, for letting me use your microphone. Um, special thanks to our mom for letting Devin use her computer. Yeah, yeah thanks. Special thanks to viewers like you. Um, if you guys are available on Wednesdays... Uh, you can check out me. I'm live streaming on Twisted Reality ODT on Twitch or um, on Twisted Reality ARVR's Facebook. I'm doing VR for an hour uh, if you are interested in that. Or if you're uh, available later in the night on Wednesdays, my Dungeons & Dragons group, The Natural Ones, streams our adventures um, from 8 until... question mark? It's usually a 3 or 4 hour stream, so... <laughs> Quite, quite a bit of content there. We do just make affiliate on Twitch, so we are able to like keep upload a video and have like our backlog and stuff on Twitch. Um, and you can nice. also find our adventures as a podcast. So look up The Natural Ones um, on your podcatcher of choice and uh, check us out. Um, yeah. Do you got anything to plug, brother? Super fun. Um, just, you know, share us... Uh, on all the places, review us. Please. Do you have any reviews? And thank you. No, no reviews. Review us. Hey, hey, mom and dad. Seriously, mom and dad, review us. <laughs> Someone review us. Mom and mom and dad. Uh, it's really easy on Podchaser, which is the link that I send out usually. Um, Super easy on iTunes. And and yeah, iTunes is great too. We might have iTunes reviews. I don't. I can't really get iTunes <sighs> because I don't have an i i device. Okay, I'm gonna look right now. <laughs> check right now in live oh <laughs> we have two ratings both are five great. stars only one review great it's definitely from my fiance <laughs> an interesting Fantastic. way to look at the podcast medium and a great way to discover new podcasts that i never would have found otherwise great energy keep up the good work oh yeah so thank you Ami, for our, our only review i remember that now i remember have, sitting next door on the couch when she wrote that review um <laughs> it's good to have a supportive awesome. family you know it's great it's great it's great but yeah it's uh there i read it, I read it uh, us. <laughs> <laughs> super fun the yeah check us out on the on the facebook and the twitter and share us always always do the sharing yeah it's vitally important because every time a new person listens to our podcast i see it and it makes me smile yeah so yeah all right thank you guys um love you brother love you brother